I do want to say this. Hold on a second. Let me just go over bargain. All right. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you saying that I to do... me in Austin or the dogs? <laughs> I want to make sure. RC Underground Radio. Yes, I realize I look like an idiot with this mustache, and I'm okay with it. The ultimate podcast that covers everything RC. You don't need to cut anything either. You can just call this the raw, uncut episode. We can leave it at that. The raw. <laughs> yeah. Are you drinking dollar store soda again? Quit yeah. spending your money on RC stuff. You can buy some lean <laughs> brand soda. <laughs> RC Underground Radio is your backstage pass to the RC industry with insiders that are shaping the future of the hobby. The, the future, future of the, the hobby. hobby. When when we bring this guest on, I guarantee people are going to go, "Are you kidding me?" He wrote a song. I did. I did. We're gonna have to end this soon, huh? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. And we're gonna have to edit this. So, here are your hosts, Dave Brinkman and Ryan Ratzloff. All right, we want to welcome everybody back again for another week of RC Underground Radio. We got a lot for you tonight. We got a mystery co-host that we're going to introduce in a minute. And then we have our first guest of the night. So, here's our mystery co-host, Austin Wentworth. Thanks for doing this with me tonight, buddy. Hey, thanks for inviting me back. I'm glad I uh, didn't stick my foot in my mouth the first time. And let's bring on our special guest tonight. We got Austin Long from Fire Tower 1RC Raceway. Austin, number two, thanks for joining us tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. No, this is going to be fun. So it's going to, we're going to, you know, this is going to be interesting how we're going to know which Austin we're talking to, <laughs> right? Again, we appreciate both you guys coming on. Ryan is out at RC Chili Bowl in Tulsa uh he's trying to make us proud he's been he's been having a couple little difficulties here and there but he's persevering he's working through it but uh when i when i chatted with him he said yeah we're not doing great on the racetrack but we're winning the party so you know there's something to be said about that so <laughs> you know he's uh all, all the guys that came from wisconsin they're just having a great time i guess they have a a bnb like right across the street wow. from the expo center that's hot i don't know how they i don't know how they nailed that one well, it must have been Jason got that house put together. But, yeah, they literally walk <laughs> across the street, and they're at the Expo Center. And probably pretty much crawl back. That's what, yeah. I, that's hey. what I'm assuming. <laughs> Fun on and off the track. And they start super early in the morning. They're, like, out there, like, seven, eight o'clock, starting, starting, starting practice and qualifying everything. I mean, I don't know. I, I probably couldn't get up right up at 7 o'clock and put RC controller in my hand. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they they put in the time, and that's what Ryan said. He goes, you know, you're there all day, and he said, but it keeps moving along, and before you know it, you're racing again, especially when you're running two, three. Some guys run four or five classes, I guess. So they're uh, they're staying busy. They're having a lot of fun. Uh, Justin Haley is out there with them, so they've been nice. having fun uh, chatting with him, and he's doing really well. I know he won uh, he won his qualifier, I think, earlier today. Um, so yeah, Justin Haley is as good a rc racer as he is a uh, cup racer so so all right let's jump in man so austin long uh tell us about the track 
you can, you have been burning up the internet from the time that you started <laughs> laying down the lumber to now uh, every day somebody or including yourself is talking about that track. So give us the lowdown on the racetrack. Uh, all right. Well, um, it started off as okay. Uh, let's build a track for one RC cars, and I the first time I seen the car, I was like, uh, this thing is sweet. You know, I, I I raced dirt oval, but it's been ten years ago. We run street stop B four buggies, and um, and I've seen these, and I'm like, these are these are cool. These are really cool. I actually bought I bought my first sprint car from Ron actually, um, and uh, I think Austin's got that car now. <laughs> we actually talked about it this morning about me wanting it back, <laughs> but um, uh, and I bought it, and I had a buddy of mine. We we raced together ten years ago, and uh, he got a sprint car. And, Basically, it was like, what are we, how are we going to build a track? And I said, let's, let's just lay some plywood on it down and see how it does. And I did that, and um, then we sealed it, just water sealed it, because I am under a shelter, and it is an old shelter, and it does have a leak or two every now and then. But we laid the plywood down, and we run on it. We said, man, these cars, they hook up pretty good on this on this plywood. When it was surprising, and I sealed it, and it got slow. The cars wouldn't hook up for nothing. I said, man, I done messed up. Well, I sealed it again. And then we just put the laps in, and now if, if you ever look at a picture of the track, there's a black groove all the way around it where it's just laid rubber, and uh, you can really give it give it all it wants, and it'll it'll hold it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're pretty much running almost every RC uh, one RC division out there, correct? If 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 they show up, we're gonna race them. Now. You said you have tons of grip on that plywood. I know the first time I saw that track, and I was like, "There's no way plywood's not going to work. It's you know, it's going to be too dusty. It's not going to work." But you figured it out. Do you guys run just dry tire, or you guys run any prep? Um, I'll tell you what. I have to shout him out. Uh, Scuff Racing, Steve Clark. Whenever I plan my first race, I I had it. My friend told me, he's like, "Hey, you need to reach out to some of these companies, get some donations, you know, for the prizes, the giveaway, and stuff like that." Oh man, there ain't nobody gonna give me squat, you know. Uh, but uh. I reached out to him, he sent me five bottles, and I actually used the product, and I love the product, and the tire, it works great on the tires out here, you know, if you, if you use it like it's recommended to be used, it works great, and, but you can run a dry tire, once that tire gets grooved in and gets scuffed up pretty good, it will, you can, you can hook up with a dry tire just fine out here. Yeah, we had a similar thing at the RC Underground running foam for the first time, we were all over the place, and then, yeah, Stevie sent us, said, hey, try some try some scuff racing awesome sauce and man it, it made the difference it really saved my track so i owe the world to stevie and um waiting for him to get his first win out here he almost got it a couple weeks ago i'm hoping <laughs> I'm, I, I'm hoping it's coming soon because he's he's bad fast man he's good he's, he good. You? he's three hours away but he oh, wow. comes every time comes every race yeah he's just wow. a super good guy three hours yeah so let me ask you this uh austin um Tell us your racing background. I mean, just about everybody comes from something else and then got involved in these cars. So yep. uh kind of kind of bring us back in history. Uh what what led you here? I'd say twelve years ago there was a local hobby shop in my home in the town that I was working at. Me and my dad ran a um a fast lube and brake repair shop. We replaced brake pads on cars and we changed the oil and we, we had a car wash and we got a couple of the car wash, and he's like, hey, i am got a hobby shop. We've got to sell it out. And I'm like, well, all right. I've seen, I've seen them on YouTube and everything else. And I was like, man, I'll see what you got. And he had a brand new uh, two-wheel drive slash with the Kawasaki 
body on it, green and black, had a BSG wheels on it. I said, man, this thing is awesome, you know. And I brought it home, and boy, I beat the crap out of that thing. Beat the crap out of that thing, you know. <laughs> there was a, I know y'all heard of, uh, there was a another hobby shop in uh, Darlington, South Carolina. I'm about 30 minutes from Darlington Raceway. And uh, I walked in his shop one day, and he had a bunch of these, and he had a short course track out back. And um, I took the car out, took the truck out there, and I couldn't get it to do nothing. It had an XL5 in it, speed control, old Titan 12T brush motor in it. And um, guy's like, you can throw that junk in the trash. Get your VXL put in there. So I was like, okay. So I, so I did that, and um, I started racing there a good bit. And I raced there for about two years. And he finally shut the place down. So I sold out. I actually bought some rock crawlers at uh uh, me and a few other guys, we rock crawl. We got down to the river landing and climbed the rocks and the sand hills and stuff. And it was it was always fun. And eventually, uh, I heard about dirt oval opening about an hour away from me. And uh, I went down there. And they were an eight scale off the late model nitros, and them things were just nasty, nasty fast, man. They loud, meh, sound like a weed eater wide open, and uh, and them boys could drive. And I was like, I can't, I. I can't uh I can't hang with that, but uh and then they started a street stock class. So I bought a B four and uh put old McAllister Camaro body on it and ran some races there and uh ran against some ran against some good guys and after that I just kinda lost it. And I and I it got where money was a big thing that uh if you didn't have the money you weren't going to go fast, basically. So I quit with that, and this past summer, I found out of another dirt over. They were running box stock, two-wheel drive slashes. They run late models. They run street stock. So I went and bought a slash and put a late model body on it, one of them MR Custom bodies. They were good-looking bodies, good-looking bodies. Huh? And raced it for about half the half the point series he had. Now I've seen these one-off C-cars. I said, man, i got to have one. I bought it, and that's when I just... Sold out the dirt oval, stuck with the one RCs, built the track, and here we are. <laughs> Man, now have you noticed? Like for myself, when I got into RC, I was doing ten scale stuff just like you were, and then now I'll I'll get rid of the ten scale weekend just to go race one RC. Are you kind of the same way now? I mean, especially owning a oh, track. Most definitely, because I mean, it's the smaller package. You ain't got to haul around everything that you have in your in your in the house to to go race them, um, for the money, you can't beat it, 200 bucks, you can go race them just about on any one RC track there is, you know, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a good, a good budget car and it's a good entry level car. And it's also good for guys who've been driving for a long time. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it gives a challenge to anybody at any level, <laughs> right? I mean, yes, guys like Matt Murphy are racing them and he's the first to say we're racing toy cars, but the way that they're racing them at that level, um, you know, they they got to be competitive cars. They got to be taken seriously. Or a guy like a uh, you know a Matt Murphy isn't going to race them, or a JB Trickle, or a Matt or uh, Austin Wentworth, right? They're they're not going to run that kind of car if uh, you're not getting some competitive uh, juices out of it, right? And Austin, oh, yeah. I would say, you know, you're running them in California, and uh, you're up against some some pretty lean, mean competition out there. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, 
we sell, you know, upgraded stuff for these cars, but I tell everybody, and you probably found the same thing, Austin, is that you can go out of the box and you can be a front runner and contend. You don't have to do all the crazy stuff. They're pretty competitive. I had a guy come out here about a brand new asphalt lake model, came out, pulled out the box and just dominated. Waxed all butts. I am telling you. He uh he was he he could drive which he was yeah, I ain't gonna say no names, but he was probably one of the best oval racers on the East Coast at one time. And uh he could get down and dirty with it for sure. And uh it was crazy come out with hard tires, didn't prep them. Did not prep them, just came out and just whooped our butts. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing makes up for talent, right? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you know, we, we talked about it. We said there's gonna be some guys that will come out here and just embarrass us. That's the reason uh we're we're practicing here because uh I told I, I talked to Matt before and I told him, Hey, I'm gonna get a crowd coming or just come up there tomorrow for one weekend and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna burn the house down. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yeah, well I'll have to have to talk about that behind the scenes and just I'll just show up on that place, right? Just walk in the door and have have people from the fire and have people from the RCU and California and just I'll walk in and say, Here, we're here to take over, right? That'd be super just cool. a whole invasion. That would be that would be something else for sure. So, so what would we say would be the biggest difference and maybe there isn't from Southern style over racing and Cali style over racing. Um, I don't, I don't really think so. Racing is racing, man. I mean, it's listen. I tell everybody to come out here to race. There's two things that's going to happen. You're going to wreck somebody, and you're going to break something, whether you like it or not. That's just the way it is. So, uh, but I, I don't really think there's any big, big differences. Maybe the attitude. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to that, Austin? Out here, oval racing is just another fun thing that you do. I feel mm-hmm. like on the East Coast and in the South, it is it's not something fun you do. It's your lifestyle. It's your heritage down there. It's crazy. And everybody that I know that goes to the East Coast to race, they come back saying it's a different level over there. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll tip my hat to the East Coast and say you probably you probably have a one-up on us. I'm hoping the FOMO over Nationals are going to be like the center point right in the Midwest so we can settle this this. East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, right? I wouldn't be a good promoter if I didn't bring that up, right? I so, love that. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we're going to have, uh, you know, we'll have guys coming from all over the place and uh, have, have ourselves a good one RC show. Well, so you just started out. What would you say was the biggest hurdle starting the track out? Really getting the word out there. Um, I've never been a real tech-savvy person. And uh, Facebook has been dominated for me uh to be able to get the word out we're at almost 300 300 members of the group um right now and half of those guys i know really i mean they might be people i went to school with 10 years ago but they're interested and they usually every every time i race somebody new shows up and uh that's the way i want to keep it going you know i try to keep the rules as simple as possible you know one rc part optional parts are you know, with the optional parts and everything, and um, just try to keep the rules as simple as possible. That way, the the, the new guy can come out here and pull the car out of the box and race with it. So, what would be some of the key areas um, that you're finding? Everybody, uh, you know, everybody has speed talent, right? So, is there any things out there that you're catching? Uh, anything with bearings or anything like that that's going on that uh, 
from a from a tech side? Are you pretty much seeing any innovation happening? I do allow the ceramic bearings, RC speed secrets bearings. Those those are those are really good bearings. Um, I do allow those, and I haven't really seen anybody trying to bend the rules too much yet. But you know, if you ain't if if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about you, oh, Austin? What, yeah. do you, what do you see in the Cali area? Uh, I think probably the biggest one is checking gears. You know, that's a quick one that you can see. Um, that's a way to do it. Tracks are just so dependent or, you know, independent, right? I mean, 50% don't want ceramic bearings, 50% do. Um, some you can't wear, you can't run aftermarket bumpers. Some you can't. I saw a track near me that says you can't run adjustable radius rods. And I get trying to keep it, you know, one RC stock, but. I think also we're out there to race, like Austin just said, is like we're trying to find the edge. We're doing fun stuff. And that innovation is kind of what, you know, I love about, you know, the big car circle track racing and these. And right. I'm not out there trying to cheat anybody, but I'm going to try and find, you know, that extra half a tenth on you. Yeah. I always say, you know, my, this is the one form of racing where innovation isn't going to, isn't going to hurt your wallet. Right. Uh, okay. You talked about, you know, a, a, an adjustable rod that's what aftermarket is six dollars, yep, right? Exactly. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, one RC off the shelf is six dollars. Um, that's worth experimenting with because if it goes well, okay, it was six bucks. If it doesn't go well, okay, it was six bucks. Um, <laughs> you know, not 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 saying that to some people, you know, six dollars could could be a lot, and I'm not I'm not making light of that. Um, but if you're in the hobby, there's just some money that's spent, whether it's just upkeep or if it's upgrade, you're spending some money. And I don't think there's any other form of RC where you're not really spending that much. Right. Um, and that's just the way we look at it here too, is, um, we, we kind of welcome innovation, right? Um, as long as it's, I don't want to see it 3d printed. Right. So like, I bought, I bought a car, uh, and it came with those, uh, aftermarket, um, upper, upper control arms. Yeah. A arms took them off the car. Right. Cause I, I think we talked about this, right. Austin, uh, a couple, a couple weeks ago, like great for those guys that they figured it out. And if there's clubs that allow it and they're seeing some performance out of it, not a problem, but in the spirit of of one RC, we can't we can't get too far outside the gate, right? Or it's just gonna get out of hand, and then it'll be like every other form of RC. Um, but people say, well, you know, you're 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 talking to yourself in the mirror because you allow this and you allow that, but then you don't allow that. It's like, yeah, I mean, take it for what it is. Every track is gonna is gonna come up with their own rules, but I could pack up tomorrow and 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 head over to your track uh austin um and all i got to do now from what i'm hearing is buy a set of bearings if i choose to right like i can yeah. buy these bearings and then i could race them or i could just say hey the bearings aren't going to make that big a difference and then and i can stay with like ah but i can i can show up tomorrow and i could race would you would you agree with that austin long i would i would agree with that yes 100 percent um I I wouldn't say it's a humongous advantage to have a ceramic bearings in your car. I wouldn't. That's just my opinion. It may be totally different to a different track owner mm-hmm. or whatever. The only the only thing I don't really allow is the ten thousand kV motor. Um, 
the the track isn't so big, and you're not going to get but so much speed going in that corner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's race line. Um, that's the funnest part about these cars, you know. It's like it's it's real racing, and yeah, talent is going to come come to the surface no matter what the rules are in the car. I kind of get a kick out sometimes because I think the factor that no one ever talks about when they're talking about like, well, you shouldn't allow this body or, you know, aerodynamic or this or that. It's like, come on, we're running on track. Some of the biggest tracks we run on are what, 30 feet long by 16 or 18 feet wide. I mean, let's not forget about the bump factor. There's a lot of, there's a lot of carnage that goes on. Like you, like you said, Austin, be prepared because you're going to run into people and people are going to run into you. That's just part of it. I agree a hundred percent. Um, you know, you could tell me, I, I got, I got a difference with guys. I call them practice drivers and I call them race drivers. You know, anybody can go out there and practice and be fast, mad fast, you know, but whenever you get four or five other guys out there with you, it's a whole different story because they're wanting to go mad fast right there with you. And it does, I had, I have had trouble with, uh, learning still, learning still, but, uh, putting too many cars on track at one time. Uh, six cars in the main is way too much for this track. And, uh, last weekend I had a lot of, a lot of carnage and, uh, actually broke my, the control on my asphalt late model and everything. And, uh, it's just, I'm still learning. So it's, it's, that's all there is to that. But, uh, just trying to take the advantage away. People were cutting the corners at, at the track. So I had to build new, uh, new, new basically infield walls around what I got existing. Just so the lap times will be a lot smoother and even out and all that. But, um, it's still fast. I mean, we're still, you still can run probably two eight, two nine the way it is with compared to you could cut the corner before and run a two two just or just blow everybody out of the water. So trying to make it a little bit fair advantage and like I said, every week I'm doing something out here to to improve improve the track. So I guess one real quick question. I know I know you got one, Austin. I know you're you're dying to tee one up. <laughs> I just got to ask: Are you having fun being a track owner? Um, you know I've learned. You can't, you can't make everybody happy. You can't make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. That's just for all, that's just for all is to it. You know, I got friends that come to me that, that are close friends to me that race with me. Hey, can we do this, this, and this? Well, I know. Is it in the rules? No, I know. I'm like, well, we're not going to do it. You know, um, I'm not going to change the rules right in the middle of a series, you know, so that's all I have to say about that. But, uh, yeah. And I mean, so I guess what I want to know is, You've kind of taken this whole community by storm, right? It's a small community, but like as you've seen on Facebook, it spreads like wildfire. No pun intended on your track name. But <laughs> when when was the first race you had at the track? And then today, if we had a race this weekend, what what's your average car count you're expecting to see? Uh, December ninth, I had my first race. Now, granted, I have free entry, uh, all kinds of giveaways, and I have a hundred and fifty lap dirt lake model race for a hundred dollars. I ended up having, uh, 18 cars at that race, uh, split between asphalt, asphalt modifieds, asphalt late models, dirt late models, 12 average, um, um, if I promote the race, 
month a month ahead of time or something something like that, it 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 would it would draw a bigger crowd for sure. But um, like I said, next race is January twentieth, and I know I know it'll be asphalt late models, asphalt uh, dirt late models, and asphalt modified. Now I would I don't know what else is going to show up. Those are my main three classes that everybody is wanting to run. Especially the asphalt modifiers, they're crazy fast and built like tanks. But yeah, I'd love to see midgets and uh, sprint cars on the track here soon. I actually got bought a midget, um, and I love that thing. That thing is that thing will rip. I think I, dirt car was my favorite, but I think the midget might take this place. What about the asphalt late model? I like it. I do, but honestly, man, I got so many of them. I can't race them. I can't. I just don't want to get the, be out there and get in the way. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. I'm on the same boat. I I race to fill the field. That's the that's the life of a promoter, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So I think you've I think you've put this on your website before, but tell us the legacy, the legend of how the track got its name. Well, uh, I live on Fire Tower Road, <laughs> and everybody in this uh, in this area, you say Fire Tower Road. They, it's a little place called Bingham, South Carolina. I mean, it's not even on the map. Um, 14 miles from the closest gas station. Uh, and when people say fire tower, they think of deer, deer hunting. Deer hunting is a big thing out here. I'm a, I'm actually an avid fisherman. And, uh, fishing is, fish is probably my first love, but, uh, RC is a close second for sure. But deer hunting out here is crazy, and, um, yeah, that's how, when I say fire tower, everybody knows what fire tower is. I know I had talked to you about this before, Austin, but I feel like your track is one of those things that you could, you could consider yourself from a small town. Am I right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And here you are creating a track for one eighteenth scale cars and it's a hit. So obviously you tapped into something there that it was a, it was a need and a want. When I built it, like I said, I'm 14 miles from nearest gas station. I mean, it's just, it's out here in the middle of nowhere. There's, I'm surrounded by woods, and there's a lot of farmland. And I told my buddy, I'm like, man, people ain't going to come out here to this thing. And he's like, man, you're in the middle of everything. And I said, what do you, what do you, what do you mean by that? He said, you'll figure it out. And I thought about it, man. I'm um, an hour from Myrtle Beach. I am an hour south of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm two hours east of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um hour and a half from Columbia, South Carolina, and um, a lot of my drivers come from the Darlington, Florence, South Carolina area, which is probably 30, 40 miles south from here, and I have a lot of guys come from toward the beach, so uh, I'm right in the middle of everything, really, and it just it just worked out that way. That's crazy, and now didn't I see that there's a second track that's opened up near you, so clearly, you know, you, you sparked a fire with somebody else that wanted to start one, too. I was I was originally the first track within 100 miles here. Um, I do have a buddy. He's over in, he's over he's over in town. He um he opened one up and they are they are getting a good start going there in the phone squares. And hey, I'm happy for them. I'm I'm happy for them. I support them any way I can. They come here. They race the other weekend. They actually, do the the guy that's got the track. He won asphalt modified, and um I'll support them any way I can for sure. And I'd love to hear that. Uh, we're doing the same thing here. There's a track that's recently opened um, in the um, kind of close to the Madison area. It's called 608 RC Speedway. They actually have run RC cars before, um, 
and then uh, now the the person, the new promoter, is into one RC, so he's bringing one RC in, and he reached out to me, and I'm like, this is perfect. There's there's we want our drivers to go there, and we want his drivers to come here, and there's no reason that shouldn't work out. We shouldn't compete with each other. We should work together. He, you know, I already established I have Saturdays. Sundays work better for him. I'm like, this is going to be awesome for guys, right? I mean, I'm looking forward to, to it because I can go somewhere and fully race, right? Yeah. I can, I can just go and, and be a racer for the day. So, and I, you know, and I got a car coming from one RC garage, so I know it's going to be a monster. So, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go on Sundays and have a really, really great time. So, uh, I'm super excited. And, and I'm really glad to hear that you're doing the same thing, you know, working with another track. Cause that's the thing. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be competitive at the, at the track owner level. It should be all the drivers coming and being competitive because they're having a good time. Exactly, man. Um, he's actually talking about running on like a weeknight, um, club race. And, and, you know, I race on Saturdays. I haven't, I haven't had a point series set up and I don't have a club race set up. You know, when I run, I try to at least race once a month. Um, just to have a sort of a kind of a big race, you know, to get to draw people in. Just have one big race a month for right now just to draw people in. Yeah, we're hoping too, you know, I mean, we'll see how this thing goes and grows. Uh, you know, have some some cross-state rivalry race, you know, something like that, you know, where you got to race there. You got to race by us on Saturday and then you got to race there on Sunday, you know, accumulative points kind of thing. I think that'd be, that'd be super fun and, you know, maybe something you guys could do as well there. So, Austin, uh, you got any uh, closing questions for our guest? I know you're fresh into it. I mean, December 9th, your first race, that's amazing. You guys have just taken off. What What do you think in your foreseeable, you know, next six months? What's the future of your track? What do you What are you planning? My final race of my winter series, April 17th, I think. And actually, Darlington Raceway weekend in May, we're going to have a big race. So I'm, I'm not going to say much more about it right now until it gets a little bit closer, but... Uh, it, it's um, it's going to be a good time, and I'm thinking it might go around. It may be a two day race if uh if I can get the crowd here, if I can get the crowd to show up, it'll definitely be a two day. Stay tuned. So I do want to say this. Um, I've been in a lot of RC communities, but I've never had one open their arms as much as one RC has. Ron, Mr. Ron Peacock, y'all know, yeah, and like I've heard all y'all say it a bunch of times. Uh, when you talk to him, you feel like you need to go. You feel like you need to be a better person. He's a great guy, and uh, I, I've never met the guy. I talked to him, talked to him through Facetime a couple times. And I love that man to death. Ain't that crazy? Uh, Charlie down there in Florida at Digital Fabrication, man. He uh, he has really, really uh, helped us out. You know, if I break a bumper, send him a picture. It might make him a little ill, but he'll send me more bumpers and uh and then you ask him what I owe you. Well, this one's on me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, uh, he, everybody has been very welcoming with open arms, and I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate this opportunity to talk with y'all tonight. It was our honor to have you on. I mean, like like Austin brought up, you know, you, you guys have been lighting the, the internet on fire in 1RC, and it's because you're putting in the work, right? You're putting in the work. You're opening your arms to your drivers and to the 1RC community. And, uh, you know, we just applaud everything you're doing. And it was so interesting to have you on the show and kind of bring us a little more in depth. And after talking to you, I'm sure you agree, Austin, after talking to him, now we know why he's successful, right? Oh. I mean, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Absolutely. And you're going to, sky's the limit. I mean, next time we'll be talking, you'll be like, 
I got a hundred guys here and I don't know how to handle all this because everybody's going (laughs) to, is going to come there. So tell, tell people where they can find out more because they, you know, they might be only hearing about you for the first time and they would love to come to your track. So how do they find out more information and when, where can they reach you? Um, you can find us on Facebook. We have a group, Fire Tower 1RC Raceway. Uh, find us on Facebook. Message me personally on Facebook if you have any kind of question about the track. My guys here are willing to help anybody with anything. Can I add one more thing? Absolutely, my friend. Okay, man. It, it is crazy how this man, Mr. Wentworth, sitting in California, heard about a plywood 1RC track across the country. And... And a guy asked me what I call it, and I think I'm gonna start calling it the plywood paperclip. How's that sound to y'all? I like it. I like it. <laughs> sounds like a title of a race right there. That sounds like a t-shirt. Yeah, definitely. That'll that'll look good on a t-shirt. I might do that, and I'll be sure to send both of y'all one. How about that? I'm in. I'll wear it. <laughs> I'll wear it on the air. Proudly. <laughs> Again, we can't thank you enough for uh for joining us tonight. Continued success with your track. All you got to do is be on the internet every day and you're going to hear something about the track. So you guys are doing a great job promoting that track. Um, and yeah, we just, we just wish you the best. So thanks again. And we hope to have you on the show again real soon. We bring on the race winners and this guy keeps winning races. So we got to keep having them on George Mari, George, thanks for joining us again. Hey guys. Good to be with you again. Austin, I'm going to let you start out with the questions because I kind of hogged them all on the last one. Man, the, the Milwaukee Missile, I heard, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he comes, he comes from Illinois to race with us. That's right. I mean, northern Illinois, it's not too far, so, but, uh, yeah. Wow. Now, you won, you won their first road course race, I heard. Uh, yeah, last race, uh, Holiday Havoc. Uh, Dave, Dave set up a, a nice road course uh, around the uh, Doble there, so, um just uh it was pretty much all left turns one right turn and uh yeah it was it was a really nice little road course i think it uh worked out really nicely and uh it was fun uh our lap times were uh a lot uh we had a lot more time during a lap to like concentrate and you know focus and just kind of even relax a little bit you know I, we're we're used to like you know 2.6 2.7 lap uh 2.6 or 7 seconds uh, per lap on the oval and uh I think our lap times are around five seconds, maybe uh, mm-hmm. on the road yeah, course. Yeah, about four right? eights, four eights, four nines. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was. Uh, I mean, it was just such a, it was a real experience a little bit because I, I mean, I really wasn't expecting to do that well, honestly. Um, I wasn't thinking like uh, it. You know, it's it's something that uh, oh yeah, I've got this in the bag or anything. I was like, oh man, road course. You know, I I don't know what I'm going to do, and I you know I'm thinking you know it's if 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 it's just going to be one right turn, maybe I'll just keep the oval set up on it pretty much, and you know, um, just just go with that. So I kind of did, and it it really worked out really well. He's definitely being humble, Austin, because <laughs> well, he says, oh, I didn't I didn't know how what I was going to do. Yeah, he was uh, he was on the top of everybody's list. <laughs> Of uh, you know, and it pretty much played out what we thought. You know, was, uh, they said, "Hey, I think it's going to come down." To, uh, everybody says it's going to come down to the George and Steve show. George has run some, uh, actually ran a promoted a road course series way back in the day when we ran twelve scale stuff, and then Steve uh, actually has a road course for Mini Z's in his basement. 
So oh. we knew, okay, these guys of of the rest of us oval nerds, and George is an oval nerd. He's that's in his heart, I know. But uh, you know, we're going to need GPS to get around this thing, and these guys are going to be, you know, a rocking. And they were the the feature hundred lap race came down to one point four second was the difference between first wow. and second at the end. The last twenty five laps were just amazing. I mean, these guys just ran each other clean, sportsmanship, uh, and that's what was cool. Both these guys are known for that, and to then see them battle it out on a racetrack, uh, it was it was something. George, what's your secret? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's it's actually no secret. I, I make no bones about it. I I stole Matt Murphy's setup that he uh, published uh, last last season, and I said, okay, let's try it, and. It's been, you know, I wouldn't say magical. Well, yeah, magical. It's been magical. It's been, you know, the compared to the stock setup that comes on the car and some other setups that, you know, we, we may, maybe have, you know, tried or, you know, have worked on different car, kinds of cars over the years, that, that Matt Murphy setup, it just, the car is just so easy to drive. It's very predictable. It'll, it'll go where you point it. It'll, it'll, it, it reacts how you expect it to, you know? And when you're, when you're turning two and a half second laps, that's, that's crucial. That really is important. So, um, you know, just, just having that as a starting point and maybe tweaking that a little bit to suit, you know, your driving style a little bit or, or the, you know, the track conditions, it's, it's just been night and day. Wow. Now you said you didn't have to switch it too much going to a road course. I mean, I know how to get these things to turn left, but. Did you really not switch anything for the track or the race, or do you have to, you know, make some adjustments on the front end? Or so, yeah. What I what I changed was uh, definitely more dual rate in the steering because you had a uh, you know tighter that 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 right hand turn on the infield was was really tight. So I think I bumped it up to like eighty percent on the dual rate, and um, I actually raised up the car a little bit. So I, on my car, I run the um, the stock shocks. Not the threaded ones, not the not the upgrade ones. So in the stock shocks, you have like uh, spacers for either uh, one millimeter, two millimeter, or you can you know combine them and do three millimeter, three millimeter. Um, and uh, I started off with one millimeter, just like I do on the oval, and I realized no, that's that's too low. It's it's kind of just just you know uh, digging into the the surface and you know, the, the plow discs on the turns and stuff. So I raised it up to two millimeter. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I, I upped the I, I upped the drag brake to. Uh, I usually run about twenty percent drag brake on the oval, and uh, I bumped that up to I think sixty percent. I'm not sure exactly, but it's in our uh, it's in the setup sheet that that I posted. So it's and that's that's uh, I think that's pretty much it. If you can win three in a row, it's going to be impressive at this next event because uh, man, they're coming out of the woodwork, buddy. I every. Yeah. This last two weeks, I've probably, I can't even, I can't think really quick how many more drivers, but it is, it's going to be the biggest field that we've ever had. So cool. It's a underground invasion. It's kind of got like an alien UFO kind of theme going on. And, uh, and, and you know what goes on at the underground, George. So there'll be some, there'll be some crazy things to talk about after all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. We, we're, we're not, uh, we we can't even begin to, to imagine what what's going to happen. <laughs> Whatever we're imagining, it's probably like, 
you know, even more out there. On your typical oval races, George, are you usually contending for wins on the oval or is the road course kind of where you came alive? Well, I won one. Uh, the other race I won, uh, it was an oval. Um, that was actually the first race I was actually really uh, as competitive as I, as, as I was. That was the first time I, you know, adopted Matt's setup, actually. Um, I think last year I, 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 you know, maybe came in second or third, or maybe I won a heat race or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was never happy with like how the car handled and, you know, or, you know, how I was able to drive it. But, um, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm an old hat at, at Oval. I've, I've run, uh, basically every race series that Dave's put on, I've run <laughs> and yeah. they've all been Oval. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been going good, good, uh, so far this year and I hope to keep it up. I yeah. somehow keep talking them into it. I took them from 12 scale and dragged them into 10th scale and dragged them into 18th scale and, you just keep signing up for all my craziness, so I can't can't thank George enough for that. So, so speaking of that, great segue to this this thing is uh, I'm I'm all about these asphalt late model cars. I just have fallen in love with these things. I love the way they handle. I love you know how they go to the point that and that you can buy them new or you can buy a conversion. So I put together another uh, asphalt late model car. I've got it running. You know, that's what I love about these cars. You just build them and you throw them down and they're like 80, 85, 90%, right? But, uh, I'm not, I'm no idiot. I want the car to run better. So I got to go out. I can't run two cars at one time. So I need a great driver to, uh, jump in an asphalt late model car. And of course I had to reach out to the two time, two time, two time winner at the RC underground. So George Mari is going to jump in the, uh, the number 66 car. And it means a great deal to both of us uh, because that number 66 goes back to George's cousin, Mickey uh, Svirchev, who used to race with us. We lost Mickey uh, several years back, but boy, we never forget him and we never forget his spirit and how hard he raced. And he lived in Texas for a while and he actually would come out and race with us. So um, I thought I'm, I'm, I'm building this car and I'm like, I got to give it a number. And it took me a hot second. I don't know if it was Mickey putting it in my ear, but (laughs) I'm like 66. We're going to put a 66 on this car. So I sent him a video and I said, Hey, with just all he could see was the front end of the car. And I said, I got this car. And once I lettered it, there's only one guy that can drive it. And then I rolled it forward so he could see the number. And he uh, kindly agreed. So I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, see these eight uh, asphalt late models build so now we got enough cars to have a class george will be in there i'll be in there ryan's going to be in there and i think we'll have a couple other surprise drivers uh showing up so i appreciate you george for uh your willingness to jump in that car oh yeah i i appreciate you with the gesture you know uh the 66 like you said does mean a lot uh if it weren't for mickey uh i wouldn't be racing because he's the one that uh you know got started with you way back you know all those years ago and uh, he he recruited his his little brother and me to uh, to join him and and, and come racing. So uh, that's how he got started. So and he's always been uh, you know while he was still around he he would always, he was always part of our our racing adventures you know wherever we went. So it was uh, it was it's it, it's really an honor to be able to to run the number that he ran and uh, with the asphalt late model. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I I owe a lot to Mickey too, and I don't know if I've ever ever even told you this story, George. 
But um, I was going through some college, and I was working downtown Chicago, and things were getting a little busy. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I'm done with this RC racing stuff, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I was working at a law firm just as a law runner, running around. And that, uh, yeah. out of the blue, Mickey calls me at work. I don't know how I got the number. He, the receptionist is like, I got this guy on the phone for you, and it's Mickey. And he goes, hey, are you um, are you still racing RC cars? And I didn't have the heart at the time to say, well, I'm not going to do it anymore. We're going to shut down the series. He goes, yeah, because I got myself and I got George and I got, you know, uh, Bato's going to run. And I thought, oh, these three guys just bought cars. How do I say, <laughs> oh, sorry, we're not doing it anymore. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's, let's. And it was sometime in the winter because we were going to go see the, chicago car show and i said mm. uh yeah come may we'll be racing we'll look forward to you guys and i went home that night and i said well guess what dad don't put <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't put the gear up don't sell don't sell all your stuff because we're going to go racing again this summer i owe it to these guys to uh to keep the se- the series going and so storm racing was born and what did we do at george 12 years 13 years we raced those cars that way and so wow. so yeah you're right we 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 owe a lot a lot to mickey so i appreciate it don't beat me man just don't don't beat me i've never run one of those things before i don't know what you're talking about so. you are gonna love it how about <laughs> it austin is he gonna love that car they're awesome but they also don't handle the same i mean like the sound oh. you can set up from one to the next and the body is just weighs differently and the way it goes over the wheels it'll it'll be totally different but you can door bang you can hit the wall a little bit they're they're a fun car looking forward to it yeah i I'll, I'll, i I've, I've seen the video you know dave uh dave running his car you know around the track in the basement there and it, it looked just really hooked up so i'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it absolutely what so i mean you kind of alluded to it and i'm new you know to the whole crew up over here that races out the underground but what what is your background in oval racing? Did you race yourself, or just kind of wrench, or what'd you do? Uh, not nothing like full scale racing, if that's what you're asking, but uh, just RC. Okay. Uh, pretty much started like like we were talking about back in uh, I, I want to say 1985 with Dave and RC racing on in in on Alley View Speedway in, the, <laughs> in this driveway back there in Franklin Park, Illinois, and uh, just just pretty much uh, on and off over the years. You know, we'd go like five, six, seven, eight, even 10 years. And then like something would happen in life, you know, life would happen. Right. And we'd, we'd have to take a few years off and then we'd come back and do it again for a few more years. And, uh, we were, you know, in the meantime, we, 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 I would, I started racing other places too. Like, you know, there were, there were quite a few different old tracks in like Wisconsin, uh, and even Illinois, you know, indoor carpet, that sort of thing. And, uh, always oval. So, um, you know, it, it got to a point though where with life, you know, it just, it just didn't have time to, to put into it. So, uh, but now that, you know, again, we're getting a little older. So <laughs> life changes again, right? You know, kids, kids grow up and, you know, go and, you know, you have a little more time and, uh, oh, yeah, maybe this would be fun. Uh, and especially these, uh, I really like these one, R- one RC cars, um, just because they're so, you know, economical, economical compared to like the, the 10 scale pan cars that we used to run. Um, you know, the, the costs are much less, uh, you can have a track in your basement. You don't have to worry about like, you know, the local track, you know, going out of business. If not enough guys show up or something, 
everything's just just less money, uh, and I like the fact that you can practice somewhere if you really want to. So it's it's just a, a win win all around. I think. Just a little update. You know, we did the launch. We did the merch launch. As we say, it's a uh, merch with a mission, trying to help uh, helping some kid racers, helping tracks, however we can. All the proceeds go back to help uh, to help the hobby, um, and we can say that we have had a fantastic launch. I mean, beyond anybody's expectations. So we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts to those people who have already ordered. If you're thinking about ordering, Carpies is printing this stuff as fast as they can. Um, I went through the whole process. The ordering process was great. Um, and now I just got uh, my confirmation of it being uh, shipped. Probably receive it here in the next couple of days. So less than 10 days from order to delivery. Not even. I think it's like eight days it'll be. So everything's working out smooth. Cannot thank our partners at Carpies enough. Um, still just uh, on cloud nine that they accepted to come on as a partner of the show and then also involved in our uh, merch with a mission um, uh, program. So again, shout out to Carpies. Thank you guys so much again, Austin, George uh, and Austin long. Thanks for giving us a great show tonight. Um, And we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the RC underground radio podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and tell your fellow racers about the show. Tune in again next week for more RC content.